You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. I talked about the Super Bowl, the game itself, last night. Right after the game was over, I went and and did a whole thing on the game. So if you want to get my game thoughts, it's right there for you. I had a good time in Miami, and I met a lot of cool people in Miami. And you don't realize like how big a deal Chicago is until you see how many people started their career or grew up in Chicago. And, and now they've branched out, and they're doing all sorts of things. And this is the case with my guests on the podcast today. One of those things where... Sometimes I I hear people say, "What's up, Holmes?" Lance Briggs is famous for it. like it's, we play that at the beginning of the show. Sometimes this time when it was said, it was said by Kevin Holmes. No relation, I think. I think, but we'll see. Kevin grew up on the South Side, and he covers the Chiefs for KSHB TV in Kansas City. Chicago dude, went to Morgan Park, grew up in Burnside, over there on on 92nd Street, I believe. And we were just talking. He's a guy that loved the score and grew up listening to the score. And obviously, we have the same name, at least the same last name. We hit it off, and we started talking about Chicago and being here and him covering Kansas City. And so I said last night, like, well... Chiefs won. Let me call my cousin. Let me call Kevin and see what this is like. He's covered the Chiefs for a little while. He's been there since Patrick Mahomes is there. So I thought they would be a good vantage point. He was on the field last night as the the game concluded. So I wanted to give you a bird's eye view of what it's like to have Kansas City win the Super Bowl and what Patrick Mahomes is like. So Kevin was nice enough to get on the phone with me as he was making his way to the airport, because everyone is trying to get the hell out of Miami. This is our conversation about the Chiefs winning Super Bowl 54. When's the moment when you knew that they had won? Like, when was the moment where you felt comfortable that that the 49ers weren't going to come back? (laughs) It was probably after that final interception. You know, um, me and our sports director were actually at the game, and... uh, around eight or nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, they take all the people who are going to be on the field after the game downtown or downstairs, I should say. And so we're downstairs. It was 20 to 10. 
And by then, there were a lot of doubts, a lot of doubts in our mind as to uh, if the Chiefs would even win. And, um, you know, we got that stop, and Damon Williams got the touchdown, whether you think it's a touchdown or not. I think he hit the pylon. Um, and uh, another three and out, and the Chiefs got the ball back again. And when Mahomes has that ball, he's dangerous, man. We're talking about a five, four, or even two-minute drill. And once they scored again, man, we kind of we're, we're, we're breathing a little easier. But after that pick, when Garoppolo threw the ball on that last drive, uh, it, 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 was, it was surreal. That's kind of what you knew was going to happen. So I, I would say <laughs> it went down to the wire probably about a minute or two left in the game before we realized, man, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. You've seen this in the playoffs all playoff long with Kansas City. They get down and they find a way to, to claw back into games. We can explore later on why they don't start faster, but it is impressive that they're able to close this way. What have those guys said about their ability to overcome obstacles to win games? Well, you know, that defense kind of goes by the mantra of bend but don't break, and I think that's what they do throughout the year. Uh, despite being down 24 nothing, when you go back to the uh, divisional game against Houston, um, that plus the resilience of the offense, and number 15, man, Patrick Mahomes, he makes plays that I have never seen happen before in my life. And, uh, you know, there's video that, that they played after that game against Houston, for example. Him uh, coming to post the sidelines, don't give up. We still got this. They're down 24 nothing in a playoff game to a playoff team. You know, and it'd be different if they were playing the Browns, you know, but they're playing the Houston Texans with another versatile quarterback, and they still made it happen. And then Ben don't break defense, which is anchored by – a couple of newcomers, you know, Tyron Matthew and Terrell Suggs down the stretch. I think uh, 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 they, they've been battle-tested, and I think that's kind of what helped this team kind of make its way through uh, this, this juncture over and over in the playoffs from, from Houston to Tennessee being down by 10 and to what we saw yesterday. Uh, I also think that Arrowhead, man, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from Chicago, but uh, you know, I live in Kansas City. I have never seen a fan base like Chiefs Kingdom. They travel well, and, you know, we had two home games to get us to Miami, and, I mean, that crowd can really uh, uh, pump up those 11 players on the field. How did you feel it was in the building? Because I remember when the Bears were in the Super Bowl back in 07, it felt like 20-1 to Bears fans to Colts fans. What's your ratio of Chiefs fans to Niners fans in the building? Brother, it was electric. So there was a point in time before the actual broadcast where uh, there was an announcer on the field, kind of a reporter, who was gauging just that. And he asked the folks in favor of the 49ers to, to cheer. And they had a legitimate crowd, you know. Uh, we're talking the Super Bowl, mind you, the Super Bowl. So they did their thing, and then they said, hey, if you're here for the Chiefs. And they were hooping and hollering. I would definitely say easily, without, you know, even any, 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 any fiction, this is fact, Two to one. I would say it was about two-thirds filled with uh, folks rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs okay. at, uh, at the stadium. So what does this mean to the city? Oh, my gosh. You're talking about a city. Uh, and, and you hear it, man, especially you, know, you spend a lot of time in Kansas City. You hear some of the heartache of some of the Chiefs teams past, the Chiefs teams that came so close, even going back to the 90s, the days of uh, Joe Montana when he came there after San Francisco. Uh, they made it to the AFC title game against Buffalo. And it was oh so close. There was a game where they should have won in the playoffs also, where um, uh, um, the, the kicker missed four field goals. Four field goals in the playoff game. 
uh, lonely Leonard's what they call them now. You know, and uh, since I've been here, the three years I've been here, uh, we lost a playoff game to the Pittsburgh Steelers in all field goals. We lost one um, to the Titans where Mariota threw a touchdown to himself inadvertently. Uh, that, that heartache, and it, it's not just losing, it's the fashion in which they lost that, 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 that has really caused heartache because I really believe every time they lost, at least in the last five to ten years of the playoffs, they were the superior team by far. It just didn't, you know, bounce in their favor on the scoreboard. And then on top of that, you're talking about the, the 60th year of this franchise. You're talking about the owner of this franchise, Lamar Hunt, uh, who the AFC title is named after. It's kind of like the Bears with the Palace Trophy. Yep. Uh, it, 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 it's more surreal when you secure that trophy. And that meant so much to this city. This city has been longing for that for for, for, for so long. And now to be hoisting that, plus the Lombardi as world champions uh, on the 60th anniversary of this franchise, the 100th anniversary of NFL, and it won't get better than that here in Kansas City. It's something that they really have wanted. And, 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 and you know, just like a few of these franchises, it's still in the namesake of the original founder. Uh, Lamar Hunt's son is the CEO of the Chiefs. Norma Hunt, the widow, is still here. So to see her kiss that trophy and, and, and just think about what her husband created, because her husband created the name of the Super Bowl, too. This means so much to Kansas City. Kansas City is, is, is one of those cities, I, I say, is big, but it's small enough. And, and, and so you, you got that hometown feel where everybody is, is family, at least for, for, for a day or two. You brought up the defense of, of the Chiefs. How big were the Chris Jones plays? The second and five and third and five. It was second and five where he knocks the ball down, the third and five where he gets pressure. I don't know if they win if he doesn't make those plays. Look, they don't. They they, they, they really don't because, uh, let's be honest, Frank Clark, for example, was absent until that very last drive. Um, and they were giving up a lot of plays, a lot of a lot of big plays uh, you know, on the run. And Garoppolo, the play after, he was really getting them. The second that Chris Jones got his hand up and was able to deflect that pass, I think, was uh, definitely a shift in momentum for the Chiefs. They just needed one big play, one big break to go on their way, and I think Chris Jones helped, helped do that. You know, you, you tend to look for that from somebody like Chris Jones, someone like Frank Clark, someone like Tyron Matthew, uh, and, and, and he answered the call. From Watching Patrick Mahomes from afar, it's, it's difficult as a Chicagoan to not be jealous. <laughs> Uh, it's also difficult to not think about what might have been uh, had Ryan Pace had the foresight to draft him. You covered this guy his whole career. What's he like? Oh, charismatic, humble, um, smart, man. He knows what it takes to navigate just about any I'm sorry, any scenario on and off the football field. Uh, it's nothing to see him just around town in Kansas City and the way he kind of works the crowd, if you will, but still – kind of has that me time, that alone time that, you know, those celebrities desire and, 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 and still makes you feel special. That's incredible. The way he makes his teammates feel special. His teammates, there are two people that everyone on that organization, I think, would run through a wall for. Andy Reid, the head coach, and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's like little brother to, to some of the older players, like the, your Kelsey's, your Chris Jones, your, your Frank Clark, Tyron Matthews. And, and for the rookies, he's someone that they look up to and admire in just his second full year as a starter. Um, he is Kansas City. He could be mayor of Kansas City if he wants to after his playing days are done, especially after 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 securing this Lombardi trophy. But uh, that plus his play on the field, man, this brother, I remember watching in the AFC title game, there was a throw that he made to Tyreek Hill uh, for a touchdown that you're talking not even a full second, a millisecond. If that pass is a millisecond later, it's picked off. The way he threads that needle, I haven't seen anybody like that in a while, man. 
What's this mean for Andy Reid to finally get it, to, to get there and then to get a championship? You know, literally, uh, we're going to go out to the airport. I was talking to our morning anchor just a short while ago about what this means. Andy Reid, okay, yesterday was 2 two twenty on the calendar, right? There are so many twos. Andy Reid got his 222nd career win. He was the most winningest coach without a Super Bowl ring. This kind of cements his legacy as one of the greatest coaches of all time, really. You know, uh, it don't mean a thing if you ain't got the ring. And he had the ring as an assistant. Now he has his full co- as a head coach. And I think that means a lot to his legacy and to, to what a lot of people here in Kansas City know, that he already is a hell of a coach. I'm really excited that the story is now coming out how Eric Bieniemy took one of the touchdown plays from the 1948 Rose Bowl because what it does is it gives him some legend. It allows him to have some legend, and it shows, well, this guy is digging through archives to find play calls that work in the Super Bowl. He better be on some list to be a head coach next year. Well, you know, quite frankly, a lot of Kansas City, you know, while we're glad to see him here, we kind of feel like he should have been gone this year because he's that talented. And, uh, you know, he has the saying, we got to chop that wood. Just keep chopping that wood. And <laughs> that's what he did, especially when that offense was down in the AFC title game. He is smart, and he is a player's coach, kind of like Andy Reid. The, the offensive unit really loves playing for Eric Henry. So what? going to make a great head coach one day. What are you expecting as far as celebration and parade in Kansas City? Oh, it's already lined up. That parade is set for 1130 Wednesday in Kansas City. It's going to be a two-mile route or a mile is going to be throughout downtown. Now, I was not in Kansas City 2015 when the Royals won, but they tell me there was close to a million people out and about for that. I expect this to be even bigger and better than that. Where are your people at in the city here? Where are they at? Oh, man, born and raised on the south side, man. I grew up in Burnside, 92nd and Ellis. Went to Morgan Park High School. Mom Duke still lives in Chicago. She lives in Hyde Park now. And I got family in Hyde Park and Inglewood, man. That's what's up, man. I appreciate that. Um, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. And and I, I it was good to meet you down there in KC. Please keep doing your thing. And thank you for, for being on my show. It's it's much love, man. And good luck and have hey. fun. Take a lot of pictures because it's going to be a crazy few days in Kansas City. It certainly will, brother. I appreciate you, man. What they say, uh, first time call a long time listen. That's definitely me right there, especially also with your program on NBC Sports, man. Hey, hey, you my you my namesake, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. Be well. Stay out of trouble. Have fun at the uh, at Miami Airport. Uh, no doubt. Get some Cuban food before we head back. Damn right, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Big thanks to Kevin. Appreciate him for being on the podcast today. And I I wish him a lot of luck because covering championship parades is a whole different animal. And it's been a while since we've seen one in Chicago. So we have to go back to a 15 with the Blackhawks. It's been a while. No, wait, my bad. Did I just say that? My bad. Sorry, Cubs. 2016. That was amazing. Like that thing was went on for days and days and days. I can't believe I forgot it. But for football, it's been an awful long time when it comes to celebrating and having parade routes and whatnot. Sure be nice to have one of those. Thanks for listening to the podcast.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 